focus, focus up, CG. I'm talking to you, buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of the Rubio Method. This is going to be a fantastic show. I'm very excited. I know Monahan is very excited. On today's show, we're going to cover our jobs, fruit and the sexes, being fluffy, time machines, picking yourself up, who to brawl with, and much, much more. Before I exit and get to the next segment, the commercial, I want to bring up something that I apologize. I've been kind of fibbing to all of the audience that's watching on Spotify, NGBN TV, YouTube, Amazon, and Google. At the beginning of the show, way back when, when we first got the idea for, hey, Rubio, we need you to do this show because you know how to get people to do things without really knowing that they're doing them or learning them, you need to learn how to do intros and outros and all the, the technical stuff of TV. And I said, I don't even know what that means. They're like, you got to bring it in. Okay, so you, you got the focus, focus up. That's that. You got to learn to take it out. Okay, so our um, engineer producer was named Trent. Okay, he didn't last with basically a mutual parting. No big deal. We had a new one. Okay, we, we've been with us the entire time. He's been with us the entire time. Excuse my flub right there. His name is Christian. Okay, all we do is hear Christian. We've never seen Christian. So Mana and I hear this, and he's got this beautiful baritone of a voice. It's kind of weird to make a voice sound beautiful, but it is. It's almost like he's gargling with caramel, you know, very white slash James Earl, Earl Jones, if you will. And so we've got this, we've heard his voice a thousand times. We've never seen him. So finally, after a while, Monahan, the webmaster, finds a picture of Christian. Now, in my head, I had picture Alan Thicke, like a, like a fatherly figure from Growing Pains. I'm kind of dating myself here a little bit, but, you know, maybe a little cardigan sweater, brown, you know, nice bouffant hair coming over there. Monahan sends us a, me a photo of Christian. It is a redheaded younger man studly buff he's got tattoos all over the place and i just i can't grasp my head around that this voice is on this guy so now my new outro is going to be christian i'm out because that's exactly the way i feel i'm out i don't believe that's you and i don't believe that's your face i do believe your voice but christian take us a commercial i'm out Focus, focus up, Trayvon. I'm talking to you, buddy. All right, we are back. Minute with Monahan, go. All right, guys. The minute with Monahan today is going to be one that usually I talk about something you guys could do or some tangible thing. But today it's a little different. I wanted to shed light on something that I saw, and I think the the majority of the world saw this weekend when Patty the Batty, who's a UFC fighter won his fight. I thought it was also kind of funny. He was talking teabagging and then he was talking about this very serious thing. But anyways, um, something that he mentioned really struck a chord. And I think it's something that I really wanted to, to, to hammer home today. And that is the fact that he was talking about how we need to end the stigma of men who don't talk. He said, if you're feeling the weight on your shoulders, talk to somebody. There's something that really stuck out that really, really, really hit home. And I hope it hits home for you guys as well. Is he said, I'd rather you a man cry on my shoulder than go to his funeral next week. And so that's something that I wanted to just talk about today really quick in my Monaghan Minute. Not so much a tangible thing, but man, if you have weight on your shoulders, 
talk to somebody because I guarantee you everybody that you know would rather you cry on their shoulder than have to attend your funeral next week. That's just the fact. So really wanted to hammer that home. Rubio, I think we'll have that video somewhere along the lines. It may not be in the show, but feel free to, to search it. Patty the Batty, he's the man, good UFC fighter, an incredible message after his fight. Yeah, and everyone, you can also email us. Say you have no one that you can communicate to. You contact my Monahan or myself, Rubio at therubiomethod.com. You can also link to us at rubiomethod.com as well. Monahan, do you have some website questions for us? Yes, let's dive in. You guys know we love our website questions. Number one, Frank from Los Angeles says, I think you guys have said it before, but what are your other jobs? Rubio, do you want to hit this bad boy home first? Yeah, uh, I'm a here's the here's my airport answer that I always give if I'm sitting on a yeah, plane yeah. in a plane. I'd have to be a pretty small plane. Uh, I'm a private football coach. Basically, for those that do know football, I coach long snappers. I train them. I rank them. I've had over a thousand long snappers go to college in the NFL. I believe last year alone, I had 12 out of the 32 teams. They had the NFL teams had my long snappers. And I've just that's what I do. I train long snappers before that. I was a sixth grade history teacher. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was just basically me telling stories. That's awesome. And in fact, I think most of you guys know, but I was actually one of uh, Rubio's long sniper students back in the day and uh, he got me to go D1. So shout out. Um, so my job is I own a digital marketing agency. It's called Monahan Media Group. In fact, I have this little flag right here. That's a ton of fun, but uh, we build websites, do SEO, uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, the whole the whole gamut. So we do online marketing. So number two, number two, Teresa in Miami, she says, since a lot of people ask you guys about food, I will stick with the theme. Shout out, Teresa. Thank you. You know us thick boys love our food. <laughs> I will stick with that theme and ask, what is your favorite fruit? I'm going to hit this one first because I'm passionate about this. In fact, I housed half of one of these in an hour and my wife was uh, utterly disgusted of me. Uh, watermelon. Oh my gosh. I love watermelon. I love it with salt. I love it. Just, oh my gosh. Light me up, baby. What about you, Rubio? I, I would have to give you a fist pump on the watermelon as well. I can crush that, but I would say my overall favorite is strawberries. I put it on anything and everything. I put it in my drinks. doesn't matter. I love strawberries. You can feed me a hundred of them. Monahan, did I tell you the story? Speaking of fruit, I was, you're going to love this Monahan. This is just the <laughs> difference between the sexes. Okay. I go up to the lake. I, my buddy's going to come up a day later. So I decide I'm going to take my wife and her friend, my friend as well. And we go to have lunch on the lake, go to have lunch on the lake. It's having a good time. And my wife, or no, the friend asked my wife, no, actually doesn't matter. My wife asked the friend, do you ever buy fruit? Now, Monahan, if I ever asked you, do you ever buy fruit? The answer would be a very simple yes or no. My wife and friend decided to have a 25 minute conversation on fruit, the history of fruit. When would you buy fruit? How much fruit would you buy? It depends on the temperature. It depends on the season. It depends on who's at home and who's eating the fruit. After 25 minutes, I kind of bit my tongue, which is hard for me to do. And I said, oh my God, this is a perfect example of the differences in the sexes. Monahan, I don't know how I got on the tangent, but go with the last question. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yes. Um, Danielle, Danielle in Portland uh, says, since Rubio is such a bottom line guy, is it hard for him to grasp the more fluffy aspects of the mental health process? 
a billion percent. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I'm not a fluffy type of guy. I'm a bottom line guy. It's a big, big issue with me. I, I know I get in trouble with my wife. I get in trouble with Monahan. I get in trouble with the, the owner of NGBN TV, where I hear a lot of times, well, Ruby, you just can't say that or you can't think like that. And it, it's just, it's so much embedded into my head that kind of like the image of Christian, our voice guy, slash engineer, slash producer, slash Alan Thick. It's so embedded in my head that I can't not think that way, but I'm, I'm learning. Monahan, would you say I'm learning a little bit? Yes, I would say you are learning and I'm proud of you, bro. It's so awesome. But yes, I feel like you hit the nail on the head there. All right, enough a minute with Monahan. Enough, enough with the website questions. Christian, I'm out. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I uh, was just gonna drive home. Uh-uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> selfies, nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on man, let's put a ride home. Focus. Focus up. That's going out to you, Aaron. What is up, my man? Thanks for watching. Um, all right. We are back. Remember, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and obviously on NGBN.TV. If you have any questions you'd like for us or the upcoming guests, make sure you email Rubio at TheRubioMethod.com. We have a phenomenal guest on today. He is basically the Canadian Rubio. I told him I had a pre-meeting with him on Monday. Kind of, we kind of look alike, and he's got we have very, very similar likes and dislikes and attitudes. So, Monahan, you might have a rough time with this one, but I, you you got this, bud. All right, Benjamin or Ben Smith, as you can see, if you're not seen. Ben was born in 1971 and adopted by white parents near Seattle. If you're listening to this, I say white parents because he is a black man. Okay, so growing up, he experienced violence bullying and racial discrimination. Ben became a competitive boxer, bodybuilder, and wrestler. He has owned a gym, mentored the youth as a community care worker, and now Ben works with men to move past their own pain and is currently running the Goliath Foundation. Ben, thanks for joining us all the way from Canada. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's so great to talk to you guys. Love the energy. All right, here we go. Ben, I got three quick hitters for you. Number one. If you had a time machine, would you rather go into the past or into the future? I think the future just keeps getting better and better. So, and I've already been in somewhat in the past. So, yeah, Ooh, let's go future. I like, I like that. I like that. I like, I like that. that a lot. All right, Ben, this is going to be a tough one for you. If you had to get into a fight, like you, you just have to, there's no other option. Would you choose to get in a fight with a competitive boxer or a competitive wrestler? Well, it really wouldn't matter because I'm not going to fight back because I just I just wouldn't fight back. So it could be – it's a toss-up. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with that. Ben, last one. This is a hard-hitting one, Randy. If you had to choose one dessert for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pie. Probably strawberry rhubarb pie. I can answer that. I knew really it. Fast because I knew it. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, I, I can answer that because I used to eat one in my boxing days. I would eat one, a whole one, every night. A, a whole pie? A whole – I when I was in my boxing days, just because I, I couldn't – I struggled to keep my weight up. So I, would, I, 
uh, spaghetti and pretty much a whole pie every night. <laughs> Damn, Not I'm so every night, but most nights, a lot of nights. <laughs> With whipped cream, ice cream? Ice cream. Ice cream, for sure. Now, when you're throwing down a whole pie, are you are you cutting it into pieces or are you just letting it rain with just a fork in the pie tin? You know what? I believe that uh, a pie is natural kind of – a pie is naturally meant to be eaten as a whole because otherwise it would come – it would be born as pieces. But it's not. It's born as a whole. And this is what it's, how it's meant to be eaten. Right? Right? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Let's man. go. <laughs> I, I may break down in tears because of that great knowledge right there. We might just have to end the show right now because it's not going to get any better than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it was meant to be eaten in pieces, that's how it would be born. But it's not. It's born as a whole, like all of us. Let's I'm going to use that excuse so often from now on. If I see a pizza, <laughs> I'm going to say, don't cut it. Don't cut it. <laughs> Big Daddy's going to let it rain the whole way through. Of course. Next time you see me on the <laughs> show, I'll make 300 pounds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but one of the key things you say is if you lose, you have to pick yourself up and fight again. My question is, do you feel that is something you just had in you from the start or was it taught to you? Well, I mean, the way I grew up, I mean, you know, a little bit. I mean, I was I was getting my head kicked in pretty much every day for years and years and years. So I don't know. I just had a lot of struggles. So to me. In life, it's it's you just gotta kind of find a way to pick yourself up and just try to move on and learn a little bit and be a little bit better and figure this thing all this out because um, just for me, I, I was a kid that wasn't given a chance at all. Um, you know, arrested three times before I was fifteen years old. Nobody gave me a chance, and yet here I am. I have the Goliath Foundation. I help so many people. I help kids. I inspire people. And I was a guy with no chance because I kept picking myself up. I kept getting up. When people knocked me down, when I was arrested, when I was kicked out of school, when I had things taken from me and everything, I kept picking myself up, say, what could I learn? What could I learn? How can I be better? How can I be stronger? How can I move forward until I got it? I know how to keep, and now I know how to keep from falling down anymore. But if I do fall, I'll pick myself up and be wiser for it. And I think everybody needs to do that. That's what life is about. Was was there one particular moment after the three arrests when you're getting your head kicked in? Was there any one particular, like, almost like an epiphany, if you will, where you just finally were like, you knocked the dirt off yourself and said, all right, all right man, this is it, Ben. Let's go. Let's figure this Let's figure this out. Well, there was a few in my life, but probably the very first one was when I was 15. And, yeah, I got arrested. I got arrested for stealing a purse. And then I, I had to do community hours. And I finished my community hours on a Friday afternoon. By Sunday afternoon, around 2 o'clock, I got arrested again for breaking into a pub. So it was like less than 48 hours later, I got arrested again. And so I was taken in handcuffs to the police station. And an adjudicator, I, I don't know if he was a judge or what he was, but I remember him sitting at his desk looking at me. It's like, like, like dude, you, you just got off. You just finished your community hours. And he's like, dude, you're going to be dead or in jail by the time you're 20. You're not going to make it. And I remember, I never, ever forgot that. You, you're not going to make it. And that was the moment when I was like, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not going to make it. But then I just, I, I sat for a minute and then I real, and then my brother, I remember my brother bringing home a couple muscle and fitness magazines. And I had been boxing and different things like that. But 
But once I, I flipped through the muscle magazine, I was like, this is it. This is it. And then I went right to, I started going to the gym and I just kind of threw my whole, all of me into bodybuilding. And my life turned around in a minute with a decision. It's just like, I'm going to, and I remember saying, I, I distinctly remember saying, I'm going to show the world that I matter. And one day I'm going to have something to say and the world is going to care that I lived and, and that, I, that I, I found my message. And I carried that with me my whole life. Um, and I fell many times, you know, I fell many times, but uh, I always knew, I always remembered that message, that first time when I picked myself up when I was 15. And, and I just basically, it was like, it was like such a transformational moment. Like I was failing everything. I was an absolute failure in all aspects of my life. And just with that decision, I'm going to show the world that I matter. All of a sudden, I became, you know, a bodybuilder, and I, I, I had been failing every grade. I, all my grades, I, I halfway through grade nine or halfway through grade ten, I was put placed in an alternative school. I caught up, caught up on all the all the classes that I was failing. They put me into the regular school system. I graduated on time. I went to trade school. I ended up doing all these things, and. Um, and again, I fell many times, but that was the first time when I just, that decision is just like, you know what? Like, this is, this is my ticket to show, you know, to show the world that I'm not a piece of garbage that can be kicked around and forgotten. And yeah, so that was, that was the first time. And it was just, was, it was just something that just kind of got instilled in me. I think I was a, I think I was a pick myself up kind of person anyways, because I was born with a, sh uh, a ton of health problems and, a lot of different struggles and I just, I was tough that way. I was just a, a, a re very resilient person, but I mean, I had to learn to walk like Forrest Gump on, on, on uh, pivoting on the braces that, you know, with my feet and I was, I was adopted, but I was, I was an unadoptable child because my health and allergy problems were so bad. And so I, so right from day one, I just kind of was like, oh, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> so that's just who I was. Right. I love that. I love that. I wrote it down. Going to show the world I matter. I guarantee we're going to talk about that later, Monahan. Uh, next next oh, question, uh, Ben. That, that was a phenomenal answer, by the way. You talked a lot about taking care of your own happiness. And I was wondering what you would tell someone who is just so beaten down, they feel they can't even do that. Well, it's all about perspective, right? Because I think that, so my work with men, especially ones that are really struggling is to let them know that, you know what, if you have a cushy life or not even a cushy life, but you've had a nice life, you know, you, you've probably not really exercised that muscle of resilience. So what I'm always trying to highlight people who are really struggling is look at where you are, look at how far you've gotten just to be alive, just to be, you know, whatever it is, 20 years old, 30, 40, 50, whatever it is. You have a certain resilience that you're not giving yourself credit for. See it, recognize it, own it. If you're a drug addict and you're an alcoholic and you're all these different things, you know, you've gotten through all that stuff. You've gotten through more stuff than you've gotten through more things, more struggles, more obstacles than most people have. So you have a strength. You're alive. You're here. Now go with it, own it, be it. And so that's really my what I try to get people to understand and try to own is like, you know what? All that shit that, that you feel so bad about, that's your greatest gift. 
It's your greatest gift because it gave you the strength that most people don't have and an understanding. Like, you know, if you're homeless and you're in the street and, and you're a crackhead and you're all these things, you have a richness to life, an understanding of a life that most people will never understand. And if you could flip that switch to where it's like, okay, now, now I'm going to take that experience and use it to uplift myself and everyone around me, that's a true gift. So instead of seeing the struggle as, as like, oh, poor me, it's like, oh, no, you know what? I'm strong and I have something that most people don't have and then go with it. And I see people do it all the time. It's like walking through a door. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm actually stronger than other people. I'm actually more resilient and my life, life has more richness of experience. And now I can really live. That is fantastic. Rubio, this this is this is amazing. Dude, Benjamin, the, <laughs> your knowledge is just fantastic. And even your outlook on life, I, I just thoroughly enjoy. Um, I, I I kind of even like hearing you talk, just I think you can kind of figure this out is I'm a happy guy, right? I'm usually smiling, <laughs> like people say I'm bubbly, that kind of thing, which is sweet. But I've also had like struggles in life. I've gone through, I've gone through it, right? I've been through the ringer. A uh, few times, and I was just wondering, you know, your perspective. Um, you know, I was wondering if you think it takes the negative, kind of like what you're saying, to show the positive. Is that kind of the perspective you'd say? Well, you know, I think that everything is is perspective, right? So, I mean, if you've never really known loneliness, you're not really gonna. You may not really appreciate love. If you've never had to struggle with your weight, you're not gonna really appreciate having a six pack. You know, it's everything is perspective. So, um, so I think it's a, there's benefit to the. Shoot, I actually I kind of forgot. I'm kind of getting off track of the actual question, but hopefully I'm answering it somewhat. But I just think that that I don't think you need it, but I think it again it gives you a lot of perspective. Like, like, like for me, people are always like, like I'm always happy. I've not had a bad day in over ten years. Like I every day for the last over ten years, like eleven years, I've been happy. I've been super excited every day to get up and experience life because. Again, like I was suicide. I got admitted to the hospital for a suicide attempt. I had my daughter taken away from me. I never knew I was, if I was going to see her again. I was freaking homeless. I was like all these different things. So it's like, you know, to flip the switch and it's like, oh yeah, I'm super resilient and I'm super strong and all this kind of things. It's like, oh, life is awesome. Life is awesome. So I have this perspective because of the struggle. So I don't know that you need to have struggle. But it sure does help give you a perspective. It's like, eh, it's raining, but it's another day and it's beautiful and it's awesome in its own way, right? Ben, a good deal of what you were about has to do with fitness. Obviously, you're a very fit human being. You've been fit for a long time. I was wondering, what is your advice for someone who is just starting and really needs a kick in the ass to get going? Um, for starting for fitness, <laughs> starting for fitness. Yeah. Yep. Well, my advice is to get the mind right first, because I think, and again, I was a personal trainer. I worked, I started working in gyms very, as a teenager and we owned a gym. I was, I, we owned a personal training studio. I've been a personal trainer on and off for 30 years. Um, so, but I always try to get people to understand, get your mind right. Because. Because 99.9% .9 of it is your mind. 
And then of the other, or 99% of it is your mind. Of then of the other 1%, then I would say, then you got to look at, you know, nutrition is probably 70, 80% of that. And then you look at the exercise and this and that. So the one thing that I, I try to get people to really, really understand is, is get your mind around it. Like, why, why are you trying to do this? If it's just to get, if it's just to look pretty, that's not a good enough reason. But if you can, well, I mean, maybe it is a good enough reason. But I think that if you can kind of make it a, uh, um, you know, a bigger reason that, you know, this is life. It's part of the journey. It's so exciting to go from out of shape to in shape. Just all those things that we were talking about earlier. And if you can kind of really make that, the the excitement of it and make it fun and oh every day i get one step closer to where my initial goal whether it's to lose 50 pounds or or to get 200 pounds on my bench press or whatever it is that's exciting that's exciting and so get your mind around the excitement of of taking this journey that's that's fun that's amazing you know and get your head around that and then after that i would say honestly try to take care of your health first Right. Like, so make sure that you get your eating together, make sure that you balance the, you know, the there's there's a, a huge part of it. It's just rest and relaxation and 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 uh, trying to maintain a stress free life because, you know, you, stress is a killer. And also stress binds you up and it makes you do goofy things. It makes you overeat. It gives you, makes you eat out of anxiety or whatever those things people do. So just try to calm down, relax, find some time to just chill out, look at the ocean, listen to some nice music, take care of yourself. I, so basically what I'm trying to say is people often don't want to hear it, but I, I, I always will tell people if you really want to be in good shape and you really want to take care of your health, do it from the inside out. The last thing, the icing on the cake, is the exercise because exercise is easy. As a personal trainer, I really, really had super good results getting uh, training people for um, two 30-minute sessions a week. That was it. I got them in the door, warmed them up, worked them out, stretched them, worked on whatever aches and pains were bothering them, and got them out the door in 30 minutes. Because it doesn't take that much. If you know what you're doing and you and and you take care of all the other things, it it, it really doesn't take that much, you know. Squats, chin ups, dips, you know, basic core movements are gonna do give you a lot of bang for your buck if you have all the other things in lot in place. Ben, can you tell us a little bit about the Goliath Foundation and where can people reach you if they want to find out more about Ben Smith? Yeah, just go to the GoliathFoundation.com and tell you about the Goliath Foundation. The Goliath Foundation is basically um, the, the answer to my my deep wanting to have purpose when I was 15 that we just talked about. The Goliath Foundation is the embodiment of that. So I do it through the podcast that we have, which we have, God, we must have 80 or 90 episodes now. Um I do it through the workshops that we offer. I do it through the one-on-one work that I do. I do it through, but I also have um, a stream, a streaming series that's kind of in development. I have a book which is unpublished. I have a published book called uh, "The Quest: um, The Power of Love and the Quest to End Bullying," which is on, which uh, is in um, Amazon. You can purchase in Amazon. Um, 
But anyways, the Goliath Foundation as a whole is all aimed at at whatever it takes to help men um, find that sense of, I always talk about sense of ease, faith, and joy um, in their life, you know, just to feel that, that, that uh, sense of just, ah, the world is a good place because I think that that's the key to changing the world, make, uplifting the world. So in my own way, through the Goliath Foundation and all that the Goliath Foundation encompasses, um, I feel like it's, it's my way of making the world a better place. I love that, Ben. I really appreciate your time. And Mahan and I are going to break the commercial and we'll come back and talk about you, but really appreciate your time coming out and being on episode 12 of the Rubio method. Make sure you guys can e- uh, go to the goliathfoundation.com. You can email Rubio at the rubiomethod.com and make sure you share and subscribe to the Rubio method on Spotify, Google, Amazon, YouTube, and of course, ngbn.tv. Christian, I'm out. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. And now, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading at unitedthroughreading.org. When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for help with food, health care, and other resources. 211, how can I help you? Call 211 or visit 211.org. 211, get connected, get help. Focus. Focus up, Gabriel. I'm talking to you again. All right. Welcome back, Monahan. You love that guy, didn't you? Oh, dude, that guy's my kind of people, man. He eats things whole, no cutting them up. He's positive. <laughs> what more can you ask for? Yeah, you you two in a room, the, the bubbly factor would be off the charts. <laughs> Negative people would hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get to the final segment, the bottom line. Remember, I'm a bottom line guy. Here are three things you should have learned without even realizing you learned them. Number one, your people would rather you cry on their shoulder than go to your funeral. Monahan spoke about this in this minute with Monahan. It's it's so so true. And like we said before, if you have just no one you can communicate with, you can't talk to anyone, whether it's a doctor a priest, a pastor, a friend, a sister, an aunt, uncle, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, email us, rubio at the rubiomethod.com, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Number two, you are number one. You have to make yourself a priority. Monahan says this all the time. Ben Smith just said he one of the key points of his life was when he was going to show the world that I matter. He said the word I a lot, but he didn't use it in a negative way. A lot of times when you hear people say I, 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 I they're being selfish, not with Ben. He was more of you have to find it in yourself first. So number two is you are number one. And the final thing, Monahan, I'm going to let you respond to this one first. Let's get physical. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so important. I love what he said. It's the mindset, right? 90, I can't remember the number, but 98% of it was you getting your relaxing, taking your time and then going. So figure out your, just like number two, you're number one um, and get physical, get out there. Even if it's a short 30 minute, twice a week, get out there, baby. We did it, Monty, and that's episode 12. Very, very great. Uh, thanks again for Ben Smith all the way from Canada. You were fantastic. Monahan, you were excellent as well. Don't forget, you can email Rubio at the RubioMethod.com. Be sure to subscribe and share other episodes. You guys have been doing a great job at NGBN.TV, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, and Google. Christian, I'm out. <laughs>